Hello, and welcome back to Pastoral Parsha. I'm Michelle Friedman. And I'm Rachel Yehuda. And we're both from YCT Rabbinical School. And in each episode, we explore an aspect of psychology based on the Torah reading of the week. And today we're continuing with the book of Exodus, and we're in the second portion called Vayera. And what we're going to look at today is this fascinating theme of hardened hearts because the description of Pharaoh's heart being hardened keeps on coming back like a drumbeat throughout the whole book. In fact, the theme of hardened hearts starts in last week's portion when God gives Moses a preview of what's coming in the near future where the text says in verse 319, and I know that the king of Egypt won't allow you to go, not by a strong hand. So here we don't have the expression, the actual verse of a hardened heart, but it certainly implies that. What I think is um, super interesting about that, Michelle, is that this is coming in the context of Moses protesting that he cannot lead the Israelites because he's not a man of speech. He has trouble expressing himself verbally. He, um, he doesn't trust himself to know what to say. Of course, he's had this incident where he tried to intervene between two Israelites and that didn't work very well. And now he's absolutely convinced that he won't find the right words. And here God is saying, well, don't worry about your words because um, your words aren't really going to matter. Number one, I'm going to make sure that the right words are found. But number two, uh, I already know that Pharaoh is going to be giving you a hard time, and your choice of words is not going to make a difference. Right. And the text is very explicit about that. Going back to last week again, it starts there in verse 410, Moses pleads with God, please, my Lord, I'm not a man of words, neither yesterday nor the day before, because I'm heavy of mouth and heavy of tongue. And God responds to him, nope, you're going to do it. Uh, now go and I'll be with your mouth and I'll instruct you with what you should speak. And it's so interesting because the whole word uh, expression of hardening hearts is also invoked in the relationship it's invoked in the relationship between Moses and Pharaoh, but interestingly, it's invoked very explicitly between Moses and his brother Aaron. Because in this week's portion, Aaron is introduced as Moses' helper. And this is a first example of brothers in the Bible who don't have any obvious conflict. Their work is collaborative. Do you think it's because they were reared apart for so many years? No, maybe that was <laughs> maybe that was helpful. Maybe that's what uh, maybe that's the secret. So this whole motif of hardened hearts and using words flows between Moses, his brother Aaron, and Pharaoh. And it's so striking that when we're going to be hearing this drumbeat of hardened hearts, think back to verse 4.12, when God is telling Moses, no, this is going to be okay. Aaron's going to help you. And God says, I know that he will speak. 
And also here he is coming out toward you and he'll see you and be happy in his heart. So here the heart, the same word, lave, is used in a connecting, supportive, collaborative, working towards the future. This is in direct contrast to what's going to be over and over again with Pharaoh's heart being hardened. Pharaoh is going to relent when a plague comes on and he's going to say, okay, you can go, and then his heart gets hardened again. But Aaron and Moses are going to cooperate and collaborate. Yeah, so I think that that's a really interesting juxtaposition. Um, the heart can swing both ways, and the question is really whether people differ in terms of their natural temperament or whether circumstances can really cause people, uh, the same individual, to have a soft heart in one moment and a hardened heart in another. And the extension of that, which we certainly deal with in our clinical work, is however people's hearts become hardened or go between being hard and soft, why do they hold on to the hardness? Why is it so hard for people to change even in the face of, it seems like, obvious evidence that their hardening is causing great pain? And I'm really glad that you're framing it this way, Michelle, because I think that sometimes um, there's an oversimplified way of reading the text where um, there's a Pharaoh who's perfectly willing to be a nice guy and let the um, Jewish people go. Um, it, but if only God wouldn't stop hardening his heart, everything would be fine. But this is the same Pharaoh that enslaved the people to begin with, and, there's a, and this is the same Pharaoh that was pretty heartless about um, wanting all the boys that are born to be drowned. So we definitely have a person who is harsh and hardened. That's right. If we were taking a clinical history of this Pharaoh, there's no evidence that his heart is going to soften and he's going to say, okay, guys, yeah, sure, I made a mistake. You can go. Sometimes when the heat is on, you'll say anything that you need to say in order to appear like you're going to change. And you know, this reminds me a lot of um, situations of ongoing violence or yes. domestic violence or even emotional abuse where um, somebody cannot control themselves and they um, heap a lot of abuse because that's their natural place. Um, and then um, when they see they've gone too far or there is um, some protestation, they dial it back a little bit. Maybe uh, if a man uh, really uh, hurts his wife badly, he'll have a momentary, I'm never gonna do this again um, reaction. But chances are that he will do it again. You know, you use the word natural place, and of course all those words are have lots of layers to them. Is it a natural place? Is it a practice place? But whatever it is, how do we get people to unharden their hearts? How do you get the person who's engaged in domestic violence, emotional and physical or sexual, to unharden his or her heart? What does it? Well, I hope it's not by giving them a lot of plagues. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think that, I don't know that there's a simple answer to that question. I think that what we're meant to understand is that eventually 
there can be a circumstance which will release you from a, from a long-standing practice. But it's all about what happens in your environment. And the reason that um, we train rabbis for pastoral counseling is because interventions do matter. That you can start with somebody whose tendency is to uh, be hardened, but you can have a series of interventions, like maybe like water drops on a rock, maybe subtle interventions, or maybe really big cataclysmic events that will cause people eventually to look at things a different way. But this idea of a hardened heart is versus a softer heart is actually a a very interesting continuum um, that is being presented to us here of different options that people have. It also makes me think of the impact of the hardened heart of a leader on the rest of society. Because we don't really hear anything about what's going on in Egyptian society as all these atrocities are mounting. But we do know of something from early on in the book of Exodus that God tells Moses when the people are going to go, the Egyptians are going to hand over the riches from their homes, uh, which is seen as a kind of payback for all the years of slavery. But it's not that the Hebrews are going to plunder the homes. Well, this is a really interesting point that uh, we seem to be having a dialogue really among leaders with God. We don't really know how the um, Israelites are reacting to watching all of these horrors and atrocities being perpetrated on the Egyptians either. We certainly don't know but can guess how the Egyptians are feeling, but nobody's going back to their leaders, at least in this uh, Torah reading, and telling them how they feel. I mean, in we're used to modern times where if something bad is happening, uh, we protest, we call our congressmen, we, we have um, a demonstration, whether it's effective or not, is a whole series of other But we questions. do know from last week's Torah reading that the news of Moses' uh, killing the Egyptian got back to Pharaoh with or without Facebook. So we can assume that there's some kind of communication in society. There is, but we're just not privy to it. What right. we do know is that the Israelites were really upset um, at Moses when he first came to Pharaoh and then Pharaoh's reaction to him was now I'm no longer going to give you the straw with which to make bricks right. and I'm going to even turn up the heat. That There we definitely see the children of Israel getting very, very upset. But we don't see, interestingly, their reaction to the adversity being perpetrated on the Egyptians. Not yet. Not, not yet. Not yet. Not yet. But we do. Th I think we can think about what the impact of hardened hearts of leaders has on their their people. Yes, but I see. I think the point is that when your heart is hardened, you don't care right. how your people are responding to you. So this whole idea of not having any right. feedback loop from anyone. It's because it's irrelevant. Right, because it's all about what you think, what you want, and there is an a self-aggrandizement that really eclipses any rationality or any morality, potentially. Because, in essence, a hardened heart means that you don't care that your people are suffering either. That's right. So it's not just that you don't care about letting the Israelites go, but you also don't care 
that your people are suffering. Your heart actually has to be hardened in order for you to allow this kind of devastation among your own people. Right, and I think we are in a time when people are struggling with world leadership and there does seem to be a crisis of empathy. And so perhaps this Torah reading can give pause to leaders who might think about how to unharden their own hearts. Thanks for listening to the Pastoral Parsha with Dr. Michelle Friedman and Dr. Rachel Yehuda. This podcast is brought to you by Shivat Chovavei Torah. To learn more, visit yctorah.org.